0: Well, thank you to coming to the Weather Woes presentation, everyone. Can I see a show of hands how many of you are living in areas where you're dealing with a lot of snow and ice in the winter? About half of you. And how many of you are dealing with extreme heat conditions? And Okay. so it, And some people are dealing with both, which is... Which is always tricky. So I'm I'm not a vet, but I am I'm a field manager with Guide Dogs for the Blind, and although I'm I'm not a vet, I've I've been with Guide Dogs for 22 years, and I've spent the majority of that in the field, and um, I have covered my zone. Recently, has covered from as far north as. Grand Prairie, Alberta, which is way, way up, I don't know if any of you know where Grand Prairie is, but it's um, near the Yukon Territory, not too far from Yukon Territory, so very, very cold, snowy winters, all the way down to Alamogordo, New Mexico, where it's really hot. That's hot. Yeah. <laughs> that is hot. So, I I feel like I have, um, I feel like I have a lot to share as far as tips for uh, yourself and your dog uh, when you're you're dealing with that, those kinds of extremes extreme temperatures and hopefully you know a lot of you um, have probably been working with dogs for a long time and have your own ways of dealing with things but I brought a lot of stuff here today that I think can be helpful um, for dip, for extreme temperatures and hopefully you'll leave here with some new ideas and we might at the end we may be able to share some, some new ideas with one another so that will be really great. So I feel like I'm an expert on dog feet <laughs> which is really weird um, <laughs> especially when it comes to How painful the pavement can be for your dogs, Um, especially in the winter. I live in Chicago. I'm I'm based in Chicago as a field manager for guide dogs. So in Chicago, they use tons of salt on the pavement. And you guys know, you probably have encountered or experienced the phenomenon of the hopping three-legged dog with alternating three legs. (laughs) Yeah. So it Pretty painful, and I don't know if you've ever... Um, I personally have used my own bare hand to clean off my dog's feet, and when I do that, you feel how, how much it burns, that salt. So there are different ways of, of dealing with that. Certainly, protection for your dog's feet is really important. So there's... Foot anatomy is all really different, so not there's not a one foot fits all booty that works Um, guide dogs for the blind issues booties to everyone they're rough wear booties but not every dog loves wearing those and you'll see them prancing along either not moving at all or or prancing along down the street or or walking like a duck or yeah or you know name name the animal of your choice they so some dogs are great with those booties, and some dogs just don't like them, and one of the things that they don't like about those booties is that they can't feel the ground. So there are some other options for booties that, um, that I love to recommend, um, and I have some examples here, and what, what we can do while I'm talking, if you would like, is, is pass around the types of booties that I'm that I'm talking about, okay, and I think that would be great. So, so, there's a couple things. So, first of all, um, do you guys know Musher's Secret? Okay. So, I'm st- I, have, I have a jar of Musher's Secret here, which, actually, I have two jars. I can pass them around. In case, just in case you're not familiar, my favorite approach, and this is, this is for cold weather. This is for the, the salty, um, really painful sidewalks that can be created by salt. My favorite approach is a two it 's a two layer approach It's using musher's secret every every couple of days maybe or even every day if you live in a place that has tons of salt on the sidewalk you can it, it can really be of benefit to use musher's secret every day and that would be it helps it helps with that that burning it helps to build up the dog's pads, but it's not—it's really not great to use by itself. So, on top of that, you can then use whatever booty you you're, you you like that, because then if something gets inside the booty, your dog has a little extra protection. So, I was mentioning that there are some other booties that let dogs feel the ground, and just to illustrate. How just how natural these feel? I, I use them on my dogs when they walk into the snow, and I look at their footprint in the snow. It looks like a, a dog footprint with no booties on. So it kind of shows how much how much feeling they you know they can get while wearing these booties. So they don't mind wearing them. So one one kind that I like to recommend is called paws. With a Z, a lot of you may know them. They're rubber booties. I'm going to pass these around as well. It's a little bit of a learning curve learning how to get these booties on. So it's also there's actually a tool now. It was just it was just uh, invented to help people to get these booties on. Um, I. I can get these booties on my dog's feet really easily. My husband is just, it's hopeless. <laughs> he, he cannot get these booties on. So it really varies. Um, for the most part, people love these. They are disposable. They c- you can reuse them as long as, you know, they haven't ripped, which they'll do after a few days or a week, it, you know they usually cost about seventeen dollars for a pack of twelve. So um, if you know if they if they get ruined or they fall off, it's not a huge deal. Um, and you can tell sometimes I'll put water inside to see if there are any big holes in the booties. So the, um, I'll also pass around the tool, the tools that. Uh, You don't have to worry about how to use these tools, but if you're interested. And actually, I think I might put a pause on there. And do the dogs tend to like these a little bit better? The dogs like these better because they can feel the ground in them. They usually, they don't love getting them on, but once they're on, they don't mind walking in them. You cannot use these on escalators, though. Okay? That's that's the problem. So... If, if you are using booties on escalators, you don't want to use any of these alternative booties. The, the substantial booties, like roughwear booties, are the only ones you want to use on an escalator. These disposable booties are just for salt. These are the tools. Put, put it over. Yes, Jane. yeah so the question is those paws booties that feel like a balloon does the top part cut off their circulation as long as you get the right size they do not so they'll feel really tight most Labradors take a size large very few Labradors need a medium once in a while you'll find a Labrador that needs a medium but for the most part they need a large Let me. Um, I'm going to put a booty on the tool so you guys can see how that works. Is it like a shoehorn? Okay, so I've got, I put one of those booties on the, on the tool to show, maybe Mark can just bring that around and show you how that works. While the pause booties are going around, I'm going to send another type of disposable booties around, which are um, a little bit easier to put on, and they're a favorite of at least one person in this room. <laughs> They're very, very simple little nut ballistic nylon sleeves. They stay on because they have stretchy Velcro instead of the static, you know, the, the stiff Velcro. These work really well. Now, these booties, the ones that I'm, that I'm passing around now that have the velcro around them, the ballistic nylon with the velcro. These can be used for hot weather also. And what are these called? These are called it's it's their name is the website. It's dogbooties.com. Yeah. Very simple. dogbooties.com. You can use them for winter, you can use them for summer. They cost about $3 a piece. You can get as many of them as you want. They last. I think you can throw them in the wash. They what? Oh, so they get softer when you throw them in the wash. I think, Deb, you put. Deb puts uh, fabric softener in with them. Sorry? Yeah, so the question is, can you use the dogbooties.com booties booties in the heat? And yes, you can. Because dogs' feet don't sweat as much in these dogbooties.com booties booties as they do in the rubber booties. You don't want to use the rubber booties in the heat. Yeah? No, the pause label can be on top or bottom it doesn't matter some do- so if your dog likes the the velcro one the, the ballistic nylon velcro one it's probably easier for you it's easier to put on um, I personally like the rubber paws booties the best for my dogs the way their anatomy on their feet are it they just fit the best and they like the way those feel'. They're, just happier walking in the rubber booties. The rubber booties just feel probably the most natural of any booty. but but those aren't good for summer, so those would just be for winter. Okay. The roughwear ones. Um, the roughwear ones are fantastic booties. I do have. If any, does anybody want to see the roughwear booties? Because I've got them, and these are the booties that we give out at Guide Dogs for the Blind. Would um, you? Thanks. So these are fantastic booties. They're very heavy duty. They've got great traction. Um, some dogs don't do well with these, especially on their front legs because they have dew claws. So like my dogs can't wear these. Yeah, rough wear, rough wear you can are good they're great for cold. Um, they're okay for heat. They're not the best for heat. They, they can be pretty hot. There's also socks that you can get for the rough wear booties. They're aligners. If anybody wants to see them, I have those, too. it willing to wear the
1: shoes?
0: Yeah, I think that their feet tend to rub less with the sock liners on, and they're a little bit warmer for the winter. Yeah, you can wash the sock liners, get rid of that foot smell. Or Frito, we... They smell like Fritos. I, I, do you ever notice your dog's feet smell like Fritos? Is it unsafe to wash the I That's a good question. The question is is it unsafe to wash the roughwear booties? And that is a good question. I don't. No. You do wash them? Okay. so... Probably wash but I did not put them in the dryer. Okay. They went through the washing machine on just like a tumble into like a gentle Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. They we're the dryer with the heat. Oh, no, I didn't put them in the dryer. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, question, Susan. which size would you take in order? The size for those, I think, large. I think it, yeah, large. The ones that you
1: have there are large. The ones that are being cast around are size large. And go all the ways and put triple extra small up to extra large, but there's no ICC.
0: My other guy dog was 90 pounds in a large, oh, not did not. Did not. Okay. And I gotta get in large. I. Uh, really? They come in different colors. What? Yeah, they come in different colors. I, again, with these, I think that large size fits most, most guide dog size type labradors so if you have a if you have a labrador that's on the smaller end I would try the smaller the one size down from the large I'm not sure if it's a medium or like a medium medium. plus okay they're only I'm sorry yes Susan yeah, so one thing that I can do I did bring a tape measure so a lot of these websites a lot of these places where you can buy these booties um, first of all, all of, the, all of the product information for any of these any of these booties that you like I, I have a winter survival document which is on the Guide Dogs for the Blind website. Most of these products are on there um, even if they are for summer as well um, so, or if there are any that you, that you, if you want information about them, but they're not in that document, what we can do is pass around a list with everybody's email addresses, and I'm happy to send you the document, the electronic version of the document, and then if you have a question outside of that for a product, I'm happy to answer that for you as well. But I have a tape measure because a lot of these websites if you measure your dog's feet, or, or, or if you call the company, if you have a measurement of your dog's feet, they can give you the size that you need. Do you have any kind of summer survival document? I, you know, I'm going to be adding to the winter survival to include summer. The next set of booties I'm going to be passing around is actually for people who live in Arizona. A lot of people who live in hot climates love to use these. And they're, they're called neopause. They're mesh. And they breathe really well. So if any of you know Keith Tomlinson down in Topanga in Southern California, he covers Arizona, covers Southern California, Death Valley area. A lot of people use these booties down there. But yeah, they'd be good anywhere where it's really hot. Those dogbooty.com booties can be, are good for heat as well. I'm just having so much trouble with me this year. Not only, well, I, I just got this dog. So, not only for <laughs> heat, but just like, she's always like, everyone's in It feels like a human. I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> <what> That's <laughs> <laughs> just great I've just I haven't I haven't had music music before. Mm-hmm. So this dog in the same room It's like her first oh, honestly, time I'm, like, I'm And I'm using rough like, she just has so much trouble with heat, and she's, like, to the point where she's like, oh, no, no, yeah,
1: we'll talk about, yeah, we'll talk about temperature, too.
0: You yeah. <laughs> probably could. Okay. Yeah, I think stuff would probably get in them. Okay. But you could. Yeah. You know, the, the key for the winter... Um, it's really the salt and the ice melting products that get onto the pads. Those are the really, um, those are the things that are the worst. More so than the ice, it is important to keep the fur trimmed between the toes so those little ice balls don't develop. Um, but any any of the booties will prevent those the ice from from gathering on your dog's feet. The more important thing is is, you know, preventing the pain and discomfort from the salt and ice-melting products. Okay. Um, Yeah, question, Nera. For the
1: the Paws, the disposable ones, do they, as soon as you get to your destination, do you take them
0: off right away, or...? Yes, so the Paws, so definitely with the Paws disposable booties, you want to take those off right away because... Dog's feet will sweat in those, and um, you know they—they they probably do end up getting a little uncomfortable after a couple of hours in them. So, so definitely take those off. Um, the other ones you could probably leave on for a little bit longer, but you don't want to leave any of them on for too long. Okay. The other thing about the While we're talking about the salt and ice melting products, you know how that stuff splashes up on your dog's belly and equipment and all that? So really good idea to just have something by the door, whether it's handy wipes or a towel that you can get wet, wipe your dog down, because those can be toxic if your dog ingests them. I like to do foot baths. I, I fill a little tub full of warm water and put my dog's feet in there to wash them off when we get inside. Okay. Any qu- other questions about feet because we're going to talk what we're going to talk about after feet is temperature and temperature considerations and way to pr- ways to protect your dog with extreme temperatures. But before we do that. Uh, the socks yeah I think the socks went around Mark will bring them to you you can also buy baby socks you know you can go to the store and buy baby socks those can work just as well okay any other questions about feet yes sir okay yeah any real Dog, okay. <laughs> I think your dog was telling you something, probably. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't think Neopause is available in stores. The all, Out of these booties that I sent around, the paws are the only ones that are available in like Petco, PetSmart. Dogbooties.com, you have to get online. Neopause. Also, I think uh, retailers like Amazon, e-retailers have them as well. But, um, yeah, they don't sell those in the stores. But, you know, any booty that your dogs like is great. You know, the, anything that will protect their feet and that they'll wear, thats the that's the key. Oh, and one thing I forgot to... Forgot to pass around. I don't know that I would necessarily recommend this, but it's really fun. There suspenders.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. They're suspenders. Yeah. It's called Snuggy Boots.
1: <laughs>
0: and I actually, I've known people, so I had a client who walked to work down a hiking trail every day. Uh, so in the winter she was walking to work through some pretty deep snow and any boot any booty no matter how well it fits it can definitely fall off if they you know if you're walking through deep snow so um, so she and her husband fashioned some suspenders for her dog and it kept the, booties, the boots on so um, that was just to her, you know, they, they just use that for themselves. But I ended up finding uh, some suspenders online that they go, it goes, there's a strap that goes along the dog's spine, you know, along their, and then, and then two pairs of clips that go down along their legs. So I have just one, and Mark can let you guys see it. It's just kind of funny. I mean, it's, it's probably useful too. For, if a dog will wear it, you know, that's the main thing. Really, is probably not the most tolerant, tolerable product. Okay. So, you know, um, before we move on to weather considerations and e- extreme temperatures, one one common theme through all of this whether it's feet whether you know, whether it's feet in the winter feet in the summer um, te- you know, extreme temperatures any, anything that has to do with extreme temperatures paying attention and really just really being sensitive to, to how your dog is reacting to the conditions is, is really important so the dancing that we talked about the dancing the three-legged hop that can happen whether it's salty sidewalks or burning hot sidewalks and your own skin can also tell you if you if you you know like i like i mentioned if you use your hand to rub off that salt it burns if it's a hot day and you press your hand onto the pavement and you leave it there leave your hand there for Few seconds, you'll you'll feel how hot it is, and if you you can do that, just pay attention to what your dog is doing. If your dog is dancing, um, whether it's hot or cold, if your dog is shivering, if it's really cold out, if your dog is panting excessively, um, you know, and really trying to get to the shade, just pay attention to all those things. So that takes us into the next topic, which is extreme. Extreme temperatures. So I think you know this can sometimes be a little bit more simple in the winter because you can add you can add a layer uh, depending on how cold it is. Of course, sometimes it gets so cold that no matter what you do, it doesn't matter. But the first thing that I wanted to talk about was just coats. Some dogs Um, And especially during their first winter. So a lot of dogs, um, especially at our school and some of the Southern California schools, uh, Texas, Florida, guide dog schools, those dogs may have never been in the snow and they're not used to the cold temps. So it can take them a little while to acclimatize. That first winter, especially for a lot of dogs, can be really uncomfortable. And some dogs are, you know, some of our Labs and our Goldens and our Shepherds have naturally really thick coats that are better for the those those uh, cold temperatures. And actually, sometimes that's that helps with the warm temperatures too, with um, just insulating and maintaining body temperature closer to the skin. But some dogs. So again, we're starting with winter. Some dogs with the, with the thinner coats just are miserable in the winter. And it can continue. They acclimatize a bit, but not always. So I brought some examples of coats. Um, do any of you use coats on your dogs at all? A few of you, yeah. So the key with, uh, you know with our dogs, with guide dogs... A key, of course, is to make sure it fits under the harness. There, you know, most of the harnesses, well, all the harnesses have adjustable belly straps, so your school can probably send you a longer strap if you need one for the winter time, um, or you can adjust it if there's room. But I'm going to send around some coats. There's um, one of my favorites is just a really thin stretchy layer of micro fleece Uh, these are available at some pet stores it's called gold paw stretch fleece these are you can find these on the the document that I mentioned on the guide dogs website I'm going to send these around if I can find the other one feel free by the way if you want to try stuff on your dog go for it (laughs) Yeah, these these coats are are great. They're super thin. They're warm. They're stretchy. There's no hardware on them. You just slip them over the dog's head and put their their legs through their front legs through, and um, and that's it. We could and and like I said, if you wanna try it on your dog, feel free.
1: What temperature?
0: So the question is, what temperature is the starting point where they would need extra an extra layer of protection? And I would say that really depends on the dog. So again, I think just really paying attention to your how your dog is behaving. If your dog is starting to shiver a little bit, or or seeming like they're uncomfortable at all, but also if you if your dog has like a lighter coat. Um, you know, possibly at that same point in time where you would have to get out your heavier winter coat, your down coat, you know, or start wearing, start wearing some of that heavier winter stuff, that's the time you'd also want to consider putting a, putting a, a fleece or, or a coat on your dog. Also, it depends on your commute, so if you're sitting outside waiting for the bus, waiting for the train, and you've got, you know, time where you're just standing still for, you know, waiting outside, that definitely um, suggests more strongly that an extra layer might be helpful for your dog. Might Your dog might feel more comfortable um, being outside waiting and standing still the you know there are also you know there's temperatures that aren't going to be safe so whether it's winter or summer if there are weather alerts if they're saying there's um, you know dangerously cold temperatures with frostbite warnings or dangerously hot temperatures you know with heat warnings yeah yeah just yeah don't go out um, no, if you know if you yeah, if you have to go out, you know you there are there are precautions that you can take. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on passing some coats around while I talk about some of the other precautions that you can take. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Well, actually, let me let me describe some of these coats. There's a a rough wear coat that I'm gonna be passing around. It's another. Would you mind, that eclipse under? sorry clips in here there's a roughwear coat so so i sent around coats that are stretchy micro fleece now i'm going to be sending around a coat that has a fleece layer plus a windbreaking layer on top of it okay i'm actually going to send around two of those two different ones one is by roughwear and one is by RC Pet Products here you go I'll just start it right here that's RC Pet Products the the one that's more flexible and crunchier is RC Pet Products that's going down this side of the room um, where I'm I don't know if you can tell where I'm standing but it's yeah okay I'm also going to pass around so some of you if some of you live in areas that let's say you live in Nebraska or South Dakota and you know you spend some time at the bus stop, spend a half hour or whatever at the bus stop, got a lot of really cold wind chill blowing constantly. There's something called the arctic fleece which is a full body suit of fleece. And it looks really It looks pretty funny. If any of you know the Lorax by Dr. Seuss, it looks like a thneed. I'm going to pass this around. Could yeah, we could. Do we have do we have a volunteer to model? (laughs) Yeah. So this is the neck. Um I think so, yes. Yeah. 'Cause of the legs that's that's for the butt. That's the butt. I don't think she would would be like <laughs> what are you doing for me? Case. Oh, question, yes. Okay, this She'll model the dog <laughs> I don't know if uh I was sort of kidding. I don't know if she'd like it. doesn't care. Well, maybe we'll model maybe we'll model the the arctic fleece. Okay. Let's put What's what's your dog's name? Matthew. Matthew, that's right. We'll model the arctic fleece and this will give you an idea of um this would be kind of the extreme, extreme temperature coats. Where is that Arctic fleece? Oh. Thank you. All right. So, do you think you could figure it out? That's, that's where the butt goes. This is the neck. Here. And then there's a the zipper. This company, by the way. Just as a side note, it's a great company. It's called Canine Top Coat. They also make a lycra bodysuit for dogs that have a lot of skin allergies. Um, it's also helpful for if you're in situations where you just can't, you know, you just can't get around um, so, uh, humans' allergy to dogs, or you've got issues with shedding in some environment. Sometimes it's a it can be a helpful problem solving. Yes, Jane. i heard people say there's like thunder that
1: dogs those help fire calm them or fire protect?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so so great question. So we yeah, I mean we can talk a little bit about because some of those um, you know thunderstorms which are you know they happen in the summer um, certainly weather related I mean they are weather obviously so thunder shirts. a lot of dogs benefit from those um, I would say most of the time they at least take the edge off for dogs that are experiencing anxiety with thunderstorms so I have had good experience with those I find that ambient noise is extremely helpful with thunderstorms too just, um, you know, whatever, sometimes an air conditioning unit or a fan that can be really, really helpful for thunderstorms. But yes, the thunder, thunder shirt works well. Okay. We, yeah, sometimes nothing helps. And sometimes you have to go the pharmaceutical route. I have heard of a new pharmaceutical that's not supposed to cause drowsiness, which I'm sort of excited about can't remember the name of it i just heard of it and i don't even know whether the vets recommend it for for guide dogs or not
1: yeah, I heard some spray
0: yeah it's a gel yeah it's a gel that you spray into their is it their nostrils i thought it was the mouth okay yeah it goes into their mouth yes Min. what's that Oh, rescue remedy, yeah. Rescue remedy can help some dogs as well. It's a flower essence spray. It's like a holistic approach to anxiety. Okay, so Matthew has the Arctic fleece on. He looks like a superhero. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Um... I don't know if I'd say he's, he looks happy. He, <laughs> I don't think he looks sad. He looks like he's just accepting it. Can we take him around? Okay. Would you be comfortable with me doing it or
1: I just say this is perfect for Minnesota
0: weather. Okay. You're okay with me taking him around? Okay. Come on, Matthew. Come on, baby. Come on. Come on. Should I use food? Oh, that's bad. Look, 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 look. What about food? I have Yeah. Kibble. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Do you do, do you have any? I have a cookie. Okay. No, I ran out. Okay. Do you share? hi
1: Matthew
0: okay okay thank you look baby come on come on let's go see everybody all right here's so here's Matthew <laughs> I'm gonna bring him around he's probably gonna get everybody very excited <laughs> Matthew, I think he's enjoying greeting everybody. Yeah. So just to all right, yeah, he's everybody's getting very excited. Oh. So just to describe this, it's a it's a stretchy fleece that covers. All four legs and his entire torso and goes up his neck a little bit. Right behind you, Susan. There he is. Oh, thank you. Okay. Yeah, Matthew's getting, Matthew is enjoying this. All right. Okay, thanks. All right. Any, does anybody else want to see Matthew? Okay, let here Nara.
1: (laughs) Okay. Seven forty-five. Okay. Is this, is this you? Oh, you look. Oh, my gosh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you might want to
0: get out. Yeah. Well, no. Do you want to? Do... I don't know. I don't know. let <laughs> really me take that. There, yeah, that woman over there. I do have a cooling vest. Oh. <laughs> All right, while Matthew is making the rounds and letting everyone see his fancy new superhero suit, it, it does, it really looks like a superhero because it's red and it's, it's, uh, it's quite handsome. We only have 15 minutes, so I want to make sure um, to get through the rest. So coats for warm weather, for hot weather... Swamp cooler, a cooling vest. You guys heard of that? You have it, yeah. So I'm gonna pass. I'll pass that around. I think Matthew's just about done making his rounds. Yeah. He looks very happy. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> he is such a. That was awesome. Yeah. All right, um, so I'm going to pass around. I'm going to start at this table. This is a Roughware Swamp Cooler. Oh, by the way, you guys, do you know that you get fifty percent off through Roughware as service dog handlers? Yeah, you have to apply for it. Yeah, they're really quick about getting back to you. If you go to their website, you'll find I can't remember what the link pro purchase that's what it is you have to search okay so if you go to the roughware website search for the pro purchase program you can fill out an application and then they get back to you real quickly with a code and then you can be and then every time you log on in your account everything is half off which is really nice yeah because yeah their stuff isn't cheap Um, so just quickly, some other things about weather. Um, again, just paying really close attention. Hot temperatures. water does wonders. So the cooling vests, just dumping water on your dog, especially around the neck area, on the belly. those are the kind of the hotter areas and the places that help a dog to cool off a little bit more. So you know you can if your dog doesn't mind spray bottles, yes, Jessica. Yeah. So my question was, my dog Matt.
1: He doesn't like getting wet. Uh huh. So I, should I, I mean, for keeping him cool, I
0: just have to resort to a jacket, right? Um. Y- you could. You could. I would say that if it's really hot and you feel like Matthew's overheated, I would just go ahead and hold on to his collar and just pour water on him as closely to his body as you can so that it's not splashing down onto him, then all he'll feel, he'll feel the water going on, but what he'll mostly feel is coolness. And it will feel much better to him than getting it splashed or sprayed onto him. So that can help. Um, You can also, you know, just... Rub, you don't want to you want to be careful about this. You can rub an ice cube just you know quickly over the belly and um, under the armpits, those areas that help to cool a dog off. Um, you can also put a wet handkerchief around their neck. Things like that can be really helpful and they don't mind that at all. There are some handkerchiefs you can find that hold water. Um, but you know mostly if you are feeling uncomfortable, and it's really just extreme, or there have been weather warnings, it's probably probably really hot for your dog as well. Try to stay out of the sun, try not to wait too long in one place as much as you can. So I want to um, before we before we close, I want to make sure we talk a little bit about safety. Um, for winter travel, just some other considerations for winter travel, because the snow, as as most of you, the ones of you, the ones who who travel in winter environments with a lot of snow, it can change your entire travel route, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, you know, a few things. Um, the more familiar your dog is with the route, the better. Your dog can remember where those curbs are even if there's a 6-foot snow pile over it. They can remember where it was and they can navigate around it. Um, so you so it's re, it really becomes, you know, that 50-50 partnership that you have with your guide dog. It really, I mean it's always there, but boy, it kicks in during the winter. So your dog can, can remember those things so the two of you together can navigate the, that environment. Sometimes, though, you need, you need some extra equipment to help. Um, so how many of you use, like to use a, a cane during the winter to, um, to help to navigate some of those snow piles? Yeah, yeah. Great, so one, not not a whole lot of you. Canes can be really, really useful in the winter. If you get to an area that is covered with snow and you're not sure how to navigate, you can either use, I have an ID cane with me. You can check it out. I don't know if you guys are familiar with ID canes or not. Really lightweight, you know, folds up into th- seven sections, I think, and... <laughs> I was quickly trying to count, um, and you can carry it very easily in a pocket or a purse um, or attach some people attach it to their harness in the winter. so you can carry these either to just just to check out how high a snow pile is how how wide it is maybe a little bit more. You can even heal your dog for a little bit to try to get around a snow pile. So I'll I'll pass this. If you guys, do any of you guys want to see the ID cane? I don't know. It's here. If you want to see it, raise your hand. Yeah, Jessica? I don't, I think you had a question. Uh, my name's Jessica, and um, I'm signing through for her right now, but um, we have a lot of discussion
1: regarding the death line
0: Yes, excellent point. So Jessica's point is wearing clothing that is bright. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. i was just saying that
1: the, the canes having different colors so they can coordinate with the, the reflective gear. But sometimes when
0: they're solid colors, they don't work. Well. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the hot, more contrast, the more color, the better. The more reflective tape you can put on things, the more reflective clothing you can wear. The the better. Uh, Jane. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, AmbuTech, all different color canes. Do they have colorful ID canes too? Oh awesome. Uh Jerry. I'm s I'm sorry, Gary.
1: Especially with personal experience with the cane. Um I don't know if you remember hearing this, but when I got lost all sight in the cold or snow in Minnesota. Um the thing that actually helped me get back at the horse a lot was um fall person coming from Bagog and using the cane which really helped because when I went out to the evening, you got not too far away the snow got pretty
0: deep so it was a good it was a good thing for me to be able to, my cane to,
1: be able to reach the wall of the building so yeah yes yeah, so. that helped
0: me get all my fears a lot great yeah so another vote for having that cane along as a, a supplement to guide dog travel during the winter because sometimes it's just too confusing for for the dog too um I also brought just, um, it's a support, it's one of those white support canes with the red tip. And the reason that I brought it, um, you know, although it's not for everyone, they do have ice tips for the for support, well, for regular canes as well. But the support canes is where if you're in a situation where, you know, you've got compromised balance or or you're just, you know, you're dealing with some health issues or you're sick and you just need that little extra bit of support, they have so they have ice tips. They have an ice grip tip, which is a one-prong one uh, tip that you can put into the ice. And then there's also one that has four, five little prongs to grip the ice. Of course, you have to be careful of your dog's feet if you use those, but those can be helpful too. I've got these here if anybody wants to see them. They are also, they're available through MaxiAids. And then, uh, did it, yes, Jessica? Oh mm. yeah, so um... That's a that's another great tip. Yeah, something to alert, and especially if you're a cell phone, you know, if you don't always have to rely on your cell phone. It runs out of batteries, or you don't have service, or something. Does anybody want to see yak tracks? I brought yak tracks too for you know, some something to put over your shoes for extra, extra stability, extra grip for the ice. Jessica, did you have a question, or you wanted? Oh,
1: also yes, at home. Uh,
0: then. Yeah, so so the nice thing about yak tracks is that the the grippy mechanism is not sharp. So if you do step on your dog's feet, it's not going to cause injury. It's just a coil. It's a metal coil. It's not a spike. So it's not going to really I mean it'll probably hurt. I don't think it would feel good, but but it wouldn't cause injury. Go ahead so you know just other considerations for winter travel would be sometimes you have to turn a route into a sidewalkless route because it's just safer and easier than trying to find the sidewalk um, so those are but I think the cane you know it's, and it sounds like there's a lot of people who agree the cane can be really invaluable to use during the winter yes sir did you want a microphone yes. Sure. you've got to be really careful when you 're turning your route into a sidewalkless route in the wintertime because i about twenty five years ago i went i went to what I thought was a side of the road and I stepped into a little rut and I was hit by a car, oh, yeah. so you got to be and the car and guys asked me why I stepped in front of him, so you got to really make sure you 're on the side of the road not getting into a rut yes, yeah, good point, good point, yeah definitely if you 're going to turn a route into a sidewalkless route, make sure. That it's a safe route to do that with, not a lot of traffic, and that you are familiar with the sidewalkless technique. And you know, maybe maybe check in with the school to review and just make sure, make sure with all of these things that you're going to do it safely. Um, and one other thing, I just wanted to quickly add that I forgot to add about ice and um, winter. Well, mostly about ice is that. They have, I'm sure you know, the paw-safe ice melting products that you can use at home um, and encourage your neighbors to use as well because then you don't have to put something on your dog's feet every single time you go out just to relieve or or, you know, just to go out for a quick little walk outside to the mailbox or something like that. That can be helpful too. Um, I think we're just about out of time. Do we have any other quick questions before we... Before we wrap
1: up,
0: booties can be really tough to to keep on dogs' feet. the 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 kind that we brought here, um, the ones like the paw, the disposable booties, tend to stay on pretty well. Those rubber ones on most dogs stay on really well. So do the paw, the booties, the dogbooties.com booties, because of the stretchy Velcro. In snow, though, in deep snow, really hard to keep booties on your dog's feet because the snow will just suck them right off. So the suspenders are what you need to use in the deep snow. So that's what I want you to leave here with is the just <laughs> thinking about getting suspenders for your dogs no just just kidding i think um i think that you know the takeaway really is that there just there's no one fits one size fits all solution for um for most of these scenarios so really it's about being sensitive to your dog's needs being really careful about your own safety And making sure that, you know, you're just doing everything in a really mindful way and and just paying attention. Yes, Jessica. Yeah, there's lots of raincoats for dogs. Um, do you guys, I think on our, at the Guide Dogs for the Blind website, we might sell our raincoats. They're really nice. They're just a thin layer of, of just a very flexible nylon. It's yellow with reflector tape, very bright. Um, but you can also find raincoats, lots of raincoats in pet stores. So the key would be finding a nice bright color with some reflective tape, yeah, The cooling vest is through Ruffwear Ruffwear, yeah So I think, oh raincoats Yeah, Ruffwear has raincoats too So we are out of time What I would like to offer To um, whoever would like This would be to get Your dog's, we're happy to get your dog's Paw measurement, the way we do that Is by tracing the Outline of your dog's foot and then measuring lengthwise the length and the width. And then you can use that when you're buying booties. So if you want that, just uh, just stay here, and we'll come around with a pad of paper and do that for you. How do you fill out the application for a discount on the Ruffwear site? Where do you find that? On the Ruffwear site, it's the pro-purchase deal. So you can search. You have to search under pro-purchase. Search box is in the upper right hand corner. Okay. Thank you, guys, so much. (laughs) Yes.